Hey, what's up everybody? Whale Talk episode 13 and man, we have a lot to talk about. We got SummerSlam, TakeOver, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, G1, G1 Finals. Ah oh, man, it's been an emotional fucking roller coaster for me. I'll tell you right now, I had one of the biggest returns that I've been waiting for forever come back. But we'll talk about that in a second. Bray Wyatt, what more is just to say that was fucking awesome, but let's shit, let's get right into it with the G1. So we left off the G1 with Sonata getting a big win over Okada, which I thought was awesome. So more G1 up to that point, all the matches I've seen. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Toriano ended up being a fun little match. A little bit more serious stuff since Ishii was in it. Ishii ended up getting the big win. Uh, Brainbuster for the win. Made short work of Toriano. I'm like, I expected nothing less. Uh, Juice Robinson versus Taichi. was actually a pretty good match. Taichi's been really turning it up a notch with um, his uh, mean streak. Taichi ended up getting the win, hitting the sweet chin music into the shell shock for the win. I did not see that uh, going that way. I definitely don't see Taichi getting big wins like that. Goto versus Jeff Cobb. Goto ended up picking the win with GTR. Great match here. Again, a solid performance by Jeff Cobb. I kind of wish he could stay in New Japan. I like him in New Japan more than I do Ring of Honor. So, But Goto getting another big win. And Jay White being the man to also beat John Moxley. I feel like Jay White needed this win big time. A little interference here and there. But he ended up uh, hitting an elevated like straight jacket DDT suplex. His version of the Bloody Sunday into the Blade Runner. One, two, three. Uh, and then we got Shingo versus Naito. LIJ member versus LIJ member. I really thought Shingo was going to get the win. Naito ended up hitting a Canadian Destroyer out of nowhere. Ran up to him. Hit him with the Destino for the clean win. Nice looking Destino too. It was kind of like a desperate one. And one, two, three. Naito ended up beating up Shingo. It was a great fucking match. These guys were both busted open from the mouth. Shingo was delivering the lariats of a century, man. But we'll get we'll get to one of Shingo's fucking lariats, man. But this was a great match. So he ended up hitting the Destino, hit another Destino, because he kicked out the first one, which is cool. At least they gave Shingo that big old, like, hey, fuck you, I kicked out of your best move. And that's after getting hit with a Canadian Destroyer, too, so... Both men respected each other after the match, so I'm glad they're keeping Shingo in the LIJ. <laughs> Fucking Naito was, like, happy, bloodied up, but it was good stuff. It was definitely good stuff, and that was the... Fucking fourth edition. Then we get to the next day of the G1. And more results of just the stuff that I've seen. Uh, Sonata versus Lance Archer. Good little match here. Uh, Lance Archer ended up coming up with the braided fucking uh, hawk now. My boy switching looks midway. This was a good match. This was a lot better than I expected. Archer has been a fucking uh, very, very, very high performer in this G1. Sonata ended up winning with a nice right, cradle roll-up thing. He, like, uh, tricked them. That was good stuff. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Filet. Eh, man. It's Bad Luck Filet. What are you going to get? Fucking Bad Luck Filet keeps beating everybody with these roll-ups and he keeps calling himself like a wrestling master or something like that. It's fucking stupid. Like, Bad Luck Filet did not need to beat Tanahashi. 
by backslide. I'm like, come on, whatever. Tanahashi did not need that loss of this record. Will Ospreay versus Kenta was a fucking great match. And uh, Will Ospreay ended up getting the win. He hit the hidden blade. Well, I liked it when he called it the guillotine. He hit the hidden blade, picked the man up, Stormbreaker, one, two, three, clean as win. This is a great match. Like, I know the crowd hates fucking Kenta, but I think he's killing it in New Japan. I think he's doing great. A lot better than he was doing in WWE for sure. But this was a great match. These guys beat the shit out of each other. Uh, probably one of my favorite guys that I love seeing going at it. I can watch Zack Sabre Jr. and Cody Ibushi go at it all fucking day. Uh... Just the punishment these guys put themselves through. Uh, Cody Bushi ended up hitting a nice bump by a knee strike. Picked up Zack Sabre. Boom. Hit him with the Kamagoye. Clean win for Cody Bushi. Uh, these guys are just having an awesome rivalry. Uh, same thing with the next pairing, which is uh, Okada versus Evil. I think Okada and Evil have some great matches. I remember last year when Evil was going to get that. I, I thought Evil was going to take the strap out of Okada. I'm not going to lie. But Okada ended up winning this match. I wish Evil would have won, but Okada ended up hitting, spinning Lariat, picked him up, Rainmaker, 1-2-3, clean win. I really wanted Evil to win, but hey, what could you do? He had a great performance against the champion. They gave the win to Sonata this year. Uh, I have to say, I feel like Sonata needed more anyway, so. Uh, we get to the August 8th edition now, set of matches. A lot of G1, a lot of G1. Toriano versus Taichi, which I've never seen Toriano do this before. He took the ring apron and tied up Taichi and um, one of the young boys. His uh, girl was trying to get him out of there. Toriano ended up winning by count out. It was fucking great because like, I'm like, he used the whole, like he tied him up like a fucking burrito. I thought that was fucking awesome. Just love Toriano. Jeff Cobb versus Tetsuya Naito. Very, very hard hitting match. Naito's been getting the shit beat out of him this tournament. I definitely feel like his title win is coming real quick. Uh, nice Destino for the win. Naito ended up picking the win. I'm glad. Jeff Cobb has been great, but it's all about Naito, man. Naito deserves as many wins as he can get. Hiroki Goto versus John Moxley was a fucking great, beautiful surprise of a match. And Goto got the clean win on John Moxley with an awesome sequence. These guys were beating the crap out of each other. Goto picks him up, goes for the Hiroshi Hiroshi. Doesn't hit it. Keeps them suspended. GTR. One, two, three. Clean ass fucking win. I thought that was fucking awesome. I'm I'm very happy that Goto got the win. He deserved it, man. Goto needs wins like that. Because, like, Goto's been on fire, dude. Uh, Juice Robinson versus Jay White. Great match here. Jay White ended up cheating. Bringing the steel chair. Breaking apart. Juice Robinson's leg. I ended up hitting a nice heel hook. I hope he actually keeps his submission hold. And he made Juice tap out. He started like beating the crap out of him with his leg. Then applied it even harder. And uh, he made Juice tap out. So that was a good match too. I like that. Ishii versus Shingo was exactly what you expected. These guys beat the shit out of each other, man. Ending. They start. They give each other clotheslines. They match clotheslines. Shingo... Lariat's the crap out of him. He loads up the big bomber Lariat. Clotheslines Ishii so hard he almost turned inside out. Ishii looks like he doesn't even know where the hell he's at. Picks him up. Way of the Dragon. 
done. I love that finish. It's like the the fucking way he drives him down and then switches over real quick is awesome. Shingo got the win. I'm glad he's winning a lot more now. It scared me for a second. He was losing a couple matches, but you could definitely tell that's going to be a rivalry that's going to go on for a while. Because the first thing I thought, I'm like, shit, I want to see Shingo and fucking um, Ishii beat the shit out of each other some more. August 10th now for G1. Let me see. Uh, yeah, it was Evil versus Archer. Good little match here. I didn't expect that at all. Uh, Lance Archer is going for the Everybody Dies Claw. He's going for it. Evil turns him around. He's about to hit. Everything is evil. Lance Archer no-sells that shit. Hits him with the fucking claw. Pins him. I love the way how he uses the claw to pin them. But that was cool. I'm glad uh, Lance Archer got the win here. Uh, Sonata versus Bad Luck Fale. Uh, I'm just so... I just I just don't like Bad Luck Fale, man. Like I, This guy's matches are trash. Like, he's not bad, but he ended up beating Sonata. He beat Sonata with a roll-up. That was so unnecessary. Like, Fale does not need these wins. Favorite match of the night, Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr. Oof. Let me tell you about this match, man. This guys, These guys went in there, you know, did their shit. And then there was a fucking sequence where Zack Sabre grabbed Kenta's arm and he twisted it like three times. He just started slapping him. Like, not even hard slaps. He was kind of like love-tapping him. Kenta looks at him and he gets this look in his eye and he just slaps the shit out of Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. looked like he was legitimately knocked out for at least a couple seconds. And then he just starts smiling. And I guess, I don't know, that must have pissed Kenta off more because he just gave him five or six of the hardest slaps. Like this man had a handprint on his face. Just the hardest slaps you could think of. But Zack Sabre Jr. turns it into a fucking crazy Lucas submission hole where he grabs both his arms and he starts kicking the shit out of his unprotected head. Kenta ends up tapping out. Zack Sabre Jr. wins. This was a great fucking match. Like, this night was amazing. We had Kenta versus Zack Sabre, which was my favorite match. We get, uh, I mean, um, Will Ospreay versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, which this match... The crowd was nuts for it. And fucking Hiroshi Tanahashi puts over Will Ospreay. He needed that win so bad. Will Ospreay gets him with the guillotine. Stormbreaker. I'm glad no one has yet to kick out of the Stormbreaker. I'm glad they're protecting that move. And then another fucking banger. Another great match. Kazuchika Okada versus Cody Ibushi for the first time ever. I'm pretty sure I've never seen these dudes face each other. And uh, what a great fucking match. Great sequence here. Uh, I thought it was awesome how Kota ended up winning. Uh, Okada's about to go for the spinning lariat, but Cody Ibushi hits a V-trigger, which was fucking awesome. He hits a V-trigger, looks him in the eye, Kamagoye, one, two, Okada kicks out of the Kamagoye. I'm pretty sure he's the second or first person to kick out of the Kamagoye. Ibushi says, nah, fuck that. Gets him up, wastes no time. Second Kamagoye, clean win over Okada. Clean win. Cody Ibushi has been fucking on fire ever since re-signing for New Japan. I'm glad they're finally using him in more of a main event scene, but this night was fucking awesome. Kenta and Zack Sabre Jr. stole it for me, but second would have to be fucking Cody Ibushi and Okada, and then Tanahashi and Osprey was a nice fucking little surprise. I love seeing matches like that. Like, matches you don't fucking expect that are going to steal the show like that. 
then August 11th edition gave me a match I've always wanted to see. But we started off with Toriano versus Jeff Cobb. Funny little funny match here. Uh, Toriano's trying to cheat the whole time. Jeff Cobb is not allowing it to happen. Jeff Cobb grabs his leg when Toriano tries to give him a low blow. Super kicks him. Tour of the Island slam. Boom. One, two, three. Clean win for Jeff Cobb. Fucking love the Tour of the Island slam. Such a great finish. Toriano, he does the Toriano like, eh, I didn't mean to do it. Uh, Ishii versus Taichi was a freaking, ooh. This guy's beat the crap out of each other, man. I felt sorry for Taichi. This dude looked like, Ishii looked like he just wanted to kill this man. He ends up hitting a fucking beautiful sweet chin music. And Taichi picks up the clean win over Ishii. I never thought I would see that. Like, I'm actually glad they're treating Taichi like he's something ever since he's jumped to the heavyweight division. Taichi's the shit, man. Like, this guy's fucking great. Juice Robinson versus John Moxley. John Moxley uh, gets, uh, well, I should say, Juice Robinson gets his revenge on John Moxley. Awesome spot where Juice is going for the left hand of God. Moxley bites his fucking face again like he did last time. Finally, he fights out of it, hits the left hand of God anyway, turns the man around, boom, pulp friction. And a clean fucking win for Juice Robinson over John Moxley. Definitely cannot wait for the U.S. title match. They are one apiece now. Then we get Hiroki Goto versus Shingo Takata. Oh, man, this match. This match was awesome. Like, this match, these guys killed each other, bro. Uh, ended up winning with uh, Shingo hitting a big lariat on uh, Bomber Lariat on Goto. Picks him up. Fucking Rising, Rise of the Dragon or whatever he calls it, done. Uh, then we get to Suya Naito versus Jay White was the match I was waiting for. A lot of people were shedding on this match saying it wasn't good. But I thought this match was, very, like, I understand it was a little slow. But I thought it was very technical. I thought it was good. Like, people hate Jay White's style a lot. But I like him because he's more of a traditional heel. But did not picture Jay White winning this match. I really thought it was going to be Naito's fucking G1. I thought he was going to make it to the end at least. But... Jay White ended up picking the win against Naito. He uh, dropped him with that new movie he keeps doing. The, like, uh, straight jacket brain buster. Picked him up. Blade Runner. Clean win. One, two, three on Naito. What more can you say? Then, we have, we have now made it to the end of the G1 Climax. So, G1 leads off to Cody Ibushi versus Jay White. Two guys I definitely saw going to the end. I definitely picked Kota Ibushi. And Kota Ibushi wins the G1. Congratulations to the man. He deserves it. I'm, f I'm just hoping to finally get my Kota Ibushi IWGP world title run. I've been asking for this. Almost as much as Kenny won in the title. That's to let you know how much I've wanted this match. I mean, um, this title run for Kota Ibushi. But honestly... I'm going to mark her out for a second. Fuck everything about the G1. My favorite New Japan wrestler. I would say he's probably my favorite New Japan wrestler until Shinsuke left. Fucking Shibata. I'm pretty sure the motherfucker's back. We get a great fucking angle. This has been such a great angle. So Shibata got taken out, you know, by himself performing the headbutt. Two years retirement. Brain surgery. Brings in Kenta to fill his spot in the G1. They used to be a tag team. They were called a takeover. They did their shit. He was basically managing him a little bit here and there on the G1. 
Kenza then decides to join the Bullet Club. Shibata comes out, and the crowd, like, this arena fucking exploded, man. Shibata was, kick- like, I legit jumped off my fucking seat when he hit all his moves. He, like, took his shirt off. He did the fucking throw him into the corner, big Yakuza kick, beat the shit out of him in the corner, hit him with the hesitation drop kick, the most beautiful hesitation drop kick I've ever seen. Goes to put him to sleep, goes for the PK, and then he gets whacked with a fucking kendo stick. Kenza ends up beating the crap out of him with the Bullet Club's health. He sits on top of him, but I don't care. Fucking Shibata is back. I am pretty sure he's fucking back. Uh, Let me take a quick water break. I'm not too excited over here. Shibata got physical. He hit all his shit. I'm telling you right now, Kenta versus Shibata, Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to fucking happen. I don't care what they say. I don't care what I read on the internet. It's going to fucking happen. And I cannot wait to see Shibata finally come back and get that title run he fucking deserves. Hopefully, we get the rematch with him and Okada. And he beats the shit out of Okada. How he should have done this Sakura Genesis. He should have won that fucking title. But I'm kind of glad he did it anyway. Because he would have had to relinquish it. So G1's been an awesome ride. This is probably my second or third favorite G1. My favorite G1. It's a cop out answer honestly. It's the one with Kenny Omega 1. That was the G1 I was mostly invested. Uh, I also like the G1 where AJ Styles almost made it to the end. And uh, the G1 where Carl Anderson made it to the end against Shinsuke. It's fucking incredible. Because uh, I think, yeah, Carl was the first uh, Gaijin to make it to the end ever. So, But this is definitely my third, I would say third or fourth favorite G1. Because I like how Jay White ended up taking all these L's in the beginning. Then he turned it around. Or Moxley started, you know, dominating everybody. Everyone, oh, Moxley's making it to the end. No problem. Nope. Lies. So that was fucking awesome. But what a great overall G1. I pretty much picked Cody Ibushi to win if we go back and listen. So I'm glad. I, this is the first time ever I've ever predicted a G1 winner. I'm usually always fucking wrong. <laughs> Especially last year with fucking Tanahashi. I was wrong as fucking hell. I'll tell you that. I forgot who my pick was. <laughs> I think my pick was Cody Ibushi last year. But my Dark Horse pick was like fucking like... Uh, might have been Zack Sabre Jr. or something like that. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. But amazing G1. Cannot wait for Super J Tournament. Amazing Red is fucking coming out of retirement. Uh, TJ Perkins is coming to fucking New Japan, which is fucking awesome. But just good stuff here. Just New Japan never never disappoints me. That's, that's the greatest thing ever. Like, I'm still, like, got goosebumps for fucking Shibata coming back. So I'm, I'm pretty fucking hyped. But, yeah, uh, on to WWE now. So... I'm going to try to keep the Raw and SmackDown stuff pretty simple. I'm not going to go into too crazy detail because there's just so much to talk about. But Monday Night Raw, August 5th edition, opens up with the entire roster having a moment of signing for the victims of the murder of Ohio, Texas. Ohio and Texas. But ah, just crazy shit going on with so many shootings. Like It, it feels like it's one after another after another after another. Like I, I'm not going to lie. Even like me at my workplace, it, it's got me pretty freaked out. But... Definitely don't want to be on the negative. Uh, I just feel bad for all those families that have been, like, you know, hurt by this. But on to it. Back from the break. Samoa Joe comes out. Hops on the nice table. He's like, I got problems. 
with people putting my names in their mouth. I was not attacking Roman Reigns. I don't know what's going on. Joe freaks out. Cora Graves tries to talk some sense into him, saying the incident is ruled out. Cole says he did a poll where 80% of the universe thinks, don't think Roman's forklift crash was an accident. Becky, all this shit. Becky Lynch music hits, and she heads past Joe for a match. Becky Lynch and Charlotte versus Trish Stratus and Natalia. Trish Stratus did absolutely nothing, so, you know, got to keep it fresh. But... Uh, to the end, this was a blah match. It was cool to see Charlotte and Becky kind of, like, you know, share the ring again. And they were kind of just being dicks to each other the whole time. <laughs> but Becky tags herself in hard way. Uh, Charlotte is not happy about it. Charlotte leaves, dips the match. This leaves Natalia putting uh, Becky in a sharpshooter. Becky, I mean, Charlotte is not... I mean, I'm sorry. Becky keeps tapping out, tapping out. She gets the fucking rope, but Natalia will not break. Ref calls for DQ. Trish pulls Natalia off, but it looks like uh, Trish and Natty are about to start a fight, but Natalia leaves. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade, and what is there to say? These guys are fucking great. Like, these guys, I can literally watch these guys wrestle every fucking week, and I have no problem with it. I'm telling you right now. Every fucking week, you can give me Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. It's fucking great. Uh, to the end, uh, Andrade fights back with Power Slam. Then, again, he tries to rip off Rey's mask. The ref is like, nah, Andrade, don't do that shit. Zelina cheap shots Rey from behind. Andrade follows it up with a hammerlock DDT. One, two, three. Andrade gets another big win to go over Rey Mysterio. It does suck that Rey keeps losing all the time, but if he's going to lose, I'm glad it's to Andrade. Uh, we go to the scene of Mike and Maria. Fuck it. So, Maria went to go check out, you know, her OBGYN doctor's office. You know, she went to her appointment. And fucking Mike the scumbag pins her while she's getting checked in her area, man. I was like, yo, Mike Canellas is a bastard. Well, R-Truth is there. R-Truth ends rolling them up. He's an 11-time fucking champion now. Like I said, I'm just trying to run through this quick. Becky Lynch is backstage. She says that Natty is going to let down her country again. Natalia does a interview and says that, says that oh, oh Becky can break her Becky can break her arm off, but she will not tap in Canada. Universal Champion Brock Laser comes out. You know him and the usual shit. Brock Lesnar's the boy. Seth comes down, limping down, and he tries to fucking fight Brock. Brock beats the shit out of him once again at five. Legend of the Universal title, and he heads back. Uh, Seth had what I like to call dumb babyface syndrome. Like, if you are beat to shit, why would you go out there trying to pick a fight with Brock Lesnar? Why? Like, you know, there's a thing, though, it's supposed to show how tough he is. No, it just makes Seth look like a fucking idiot. I'm beat up, but I want the smoke from Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's stupid. So they're helping Rollins to get on his feet. He he cuts actually a very good fucking promo. I actually like this promo. Basically saying, this is all I got. This means everything to him. And if he's got to get the shit beat out of him every single day, he's going to keep doing it because it's worth it to him. And he basically keeps it simple. I'm going to beat Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I thought this was actually a great promo. Uh, Kurt Angle's backstage with the pre- Street Profits. This was fucking cringeworthy. <laughs> This is bad. This is bad. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I, I can't die. every. T- I, I die every time I see Kurt. Cause I just think of him doing that stupid pointing thing he does when he comes out. But basically, they're just like, yo, let's drink some milk. And he's like, all right. Uh, Drew comes out. Party pooper Drew. Thank God. I think Drew is finally away from Shane McMahon so far. Drew comes out and he's like, hey, Kurt, remember when I embarrassed your ass? I tapped you out to your own move. 
Well, don't worry. Cedric is going to get the shit beat out of him. Viking Raiders versus Enhancement Talent. Pretty much exactly what you think. Beat the shit out of him. Uh, Eric hits a power, power bomb on one of the jobbers. Ivar hits a splash from the top. They grab their opponent. Viking experience. One, two, three. Done. Don't care. I'm happy they keep getting wins, but we need to fight some real people now. I, I like Schwartz matches, but the 100th one, it's okay. Uh, also, RIP Harley Race. Uh, Olympic gold medalist Kurt Engel comes out. He's going to referee the match. Between uh, Cedric and Drew. Before the match starts, Drew attacks Cedric from behind. Beats the shit out of him. Fucking Cedric tries to fight back, but that's not going down. Uh, fucking um, Cedric hits a tornado DDT on Drew. Kurt is in the ring looking down like, what the fuck is going on? And here comes Bray Wyatt, man. The Fiend comes in locks in the mandible hall to Bray. You know, usual evil Bray shit. I love every time he's on screen. New Day, Xavier Woods, Big E versus DOC, the original club, the only club that matters. Within the first minute of the match, AJ gets involved, cheap shot on Woods, DQ finished, New Day. OC starts beating down, Ricochet comes out, because apparently Ricochet just comes out for anything now. Then we get Big E, Xavier Woods, and Ricochet versus AJ Styles, Lou Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Perfect guys who win. Anderson works over Woods. Gallows tags in. Double team. Magic killer. One, two, three on Woods. I'm perfectly happy with it. AJ continues his little feud with Ricochet. The OC get a win on the other tag team champions. And we call it a fucking day. Samoa Joe is shown backstage talking to production. Looking for Roman. He's going to shut down Raw when Roman gets here. Biggie. Oh, I already talked about that match. So back from break, we see uh, Roman Reigns coming. Basically, Roman Reigns is uh, coming in his car. This is actually a really good segment, by the way. I'm actually really enjoying this storyline versus of Roman Reigns and whoever is attacking him. It's supposed to be Daniel Bryan, but now they canceled the match with him and Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam because they want to let the story pro, pro, you know, prolong itself. I think that's fucking awesome. I think that's a great fucking idea. It's good to see WWE actually like thinking on their feet for once. Joe comes out and he's like, yo, keep my name out your mouth, boy. Someone tries to run over Roman. Roman throws himself in the car and Joe actually is just like, oh, shit, Roman, you good? Like, like he's telling him to stay down. You know, he's calling for help. I kind of like that. It doesn't make any sense to have Joe be worried like that. But again, it makes sense because Joe reacted like a regular human being. Because that's what a normal human being would do. If you saw a dude getting hit by a car. Even if you hate the man, you'll be like, oh, you okay? Uh, Triple H is out there. Everyone's out there checking on Roman. It's good stuff. Good storyline. Kabuki Warrior versus the Iconics versus Alexa Blix and Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. This match, I love this match. This match was actually pretty good. It just pissed me off that we had to have fucking Alexa Bliss win another title when last week I just said, I'm sick and tired of Alexa Bliss. So... Iconics, first one eliminated. I guess that's their title run right there. <laughs> they had like three title defenses. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville eliminated next. Kabuki Warriors and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross towards the end. This was a good match. It got good time. Uh, Kyrie Sane knocks Nikki off the apron, but Alexa drops Kyrie with a big old forearm. Alexa goes to the top rope. Twisted Bliss, one, two, three. New women's tag team champion, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Wrong fucking choice. I was so pissed off. The match was good, but I was so pissed off. Like, there's no need for Alexa Bliss to win another fucking title. Like, what is this? Money in the Bank winner. 
Three-time Raw Women's Champion. Two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. Now fucking women's. That are like, oh, my Lord. Like, we get it. She's hot. <laughs> Miz comes out, and they have a contract signing. Uh, he wants to make sure Ziggler signs the contract. Ziggler, again, throwing fire on these fucking promos. I'm telling you, Ziggler, I would boost Ziggler to the main event scene just on promo skills alone. Uh, basically, Ziggler's just like, fuck you, Miz. I'm going to beat the crap for you. And Miz is just like, um, you're not fighting me. And then Ziggler looks at Sean. The crowd pops huge. And he's like, Sean's like, it ain't me. And fucking Goldberg comes down, grabs the mic, says, Dolph Ziggler, you're next. Awesome stuff right here. I'm actually excited for Dolph Ziggler versus fucking uh, Goldberg. I thought this was kind of cool. I like the whole cheap shots he was throwing at Goldberg. So... Raw's not bad. Raw's not bad. Alright. Smackdown Live. August 6th edition. Charlotte comes out to the ring. uh, Basically cutting a good promo. Talking about Trish Stratus is out there too. Basically saying, you're a mom. You're a loser. You're old. Give it up. I am the reason. You know, the women's evolution is a thing. You set women back. You know, we're doing your bikini matches. Uh, Charlotte looks at her in the eye. Who's in her face? Trish slaps Charlotte in the face. Excuse me. Charlotte laughs, backs away, and good stuff here. I'm actually excited for this match. Like I said, I'm just trying to blow through this shit (laughs) so we can get to the pay-per-views. Goldberg music hits, but it's Dolph Ziggler mocking the Goldberg entrance. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Uh, it's all Dolph Ziggler versus Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio comes. Rey Mysterio comes out, but Dolph Ziggler beats the shit out of him before the match starts. Pair of super kicks beats the crap out of him. Ziggler gets on the mic, talks trash about Goldberg, saying SummerSlam will be Goldberg's last match. <sighs> Ali comes out, checks on Ray. Ali hits and then drops Ziggler with a kick. Ali takes Ziggler to the outside, hits a big dive on him, and goes to commercial break. Ali versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, short, short match here. Uh, I was kind of disappointed because I'm like, damn, they kind of had something with Ali, but not really. Huh. <sighs> The one that made it into an official match to a commercial break. Ali starts, you know, hitting some shit. Hits a nice X-Factor on Ziggler, where Ziggler sells like a million bucks. Ziggler fights back with a lariat on Ali. Then he looks for a big old super kick. Ali ducks it. Rolls up Ziggler for a two count. Ziggler comes back with a big old headbutt. Hits a super kick. One, two, three. It's a fun little match here. I would love to see these guys go back at it. It would be kind of cool. More on the Roman attack. Uh, we got a pre-taped interview with Roman Reigns saying he doesn't know what's going on, but he's going to figure out who's attacking him. Basically, he's got some people he's going to ask some questions to, and he's going to find out by the end of tonight. Natalia versus Ember Moon. This was fucking stupid. So we got Challenger versus Challenger here, and then you get like a three-second match. Fight spills out to the outside. Natalia locks in a fucking sharpshooter. And it's a double count out, but you make Ember Boone like a like a fucking dweeb. Because basically she just got the shit beat out of her by Natalia. Bailey comes out, tries to pull Natalia off Ember. Natalia won't let go. So Bailey shoves her down, checks on Ember. Natalia gets in Bailey's face and shoves her. It, it was a weird segment. It was weird. Owens, Owens comes out for the Kevin Owens show, but he tells his guest Shane McMahon to come on the ring so they can get this done with. Shane makes his entrance, you know, best in the world. Uh, Owens takes the Hamilton's mic, so he can't do that, and he says, we've had enough of that. 
Uh, Kevin says the fans have been asking him over and over and over again, why isn't Shane putting his career on the line? Because Shane's not stupid. He even said, I'm not dumb. I'm not putting my career on the line. Uh, basically, uh, we got a beat down here. Shane is talking about all the different ways he's going to beat Owens. Elias comes out. Uh, Owens ends up beating the shit out of Elias, but then we get a turnaround. It's a stunner on Elias. Shane gets up, takes down Owens, beats the shit out of him. Shane flips the table on top of him, then beats the crap out of him some more. Shane sets up the steel chair in front of Owens, hits a big old drop kick. Shane yells at Owens that on Sunday he's over. It's all over. Sami Zayn comes out and starts talking about Aleister Black. Sami said he wants to beat and expose Aleister Black at SummerSlam. But then this match is now canceled and we get the match here. Uh, it was fucking funny because Aleister Black interrupted cutting a promo saying their match isn't going to happen at SummerSlam. It's happening now. But he was cutting the promo while rising up on that weird little like coffin thing. I thought it was kind of funny. And then we got a five-minute match, I think. It's like Aleister Black for Sami Zayn. Basically just a squash match. <laughs> uh, Black fouls up. Big V-trigger to the face. Springboard moonsault. Big old V-trigger. Lifts him up. Black mass. Done. I'm like, oh, man, this match could have had potential, man. Like, people, go watch Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura at TakeOver, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Lost potential. Shelton Benjamin's still doing that stupid gimmick where he doesn't say anything or does anything. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. What a fucking waste. It's time for a brand new episode of Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. Bray Wyatt walks up to the pig puppet. And the puppet looks at him like he ate a ton of candy. Bray says, just like the pig loves to stuff his face with sugary snacks to cover up his insecurities, he's afraid that Finn's courage is just ignorance in disguise. Bray points out that Finn invited the fiend to his doorstep willingly. Yowie, wowie. Uh, Bray says it's Finn's turn to hurt, and the fiend is coming for him. Bray says, let me in. And then the screen shows a fucking the fiend going nuts. Uh, we're backstage where Elias gets is getting in Chad Gable's face about leaving his stuff in Elias' dressing area. Elias, and then talking about him being fucking short, and then he walks up. So fucking random. Just so random. But then we got Xavier Woods and Big E versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan as the main event. Great match here. This is actually a pretty good fucking match, but stupid finish. But, you know, that's how it goes. Big E dumps out Bryan off the apron. Then he spears Bryan off the apron through the ropes. Woods dumps Rowan to the outside for a suicide dive. Rowan picks up the ring steps and nails uh, Woods midair for the DQ. After the bell, Bryan and Rowan continue to beat down the opponents. Rowan hits the Iron Claw on Big E. Brian hits the running knee on the woods. And then uh, Roman Reigns is backstage. And he tells everyone to leave the locker room. And he looks at Murphy. And he's like, Murphy, was it you? Murphy says, it wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. Roman gives him one more chance to explain himself. Murphy tells him, I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was. But if I did know, and I wouldn't tell you. This sets off Roman. Roman then beats the shit out of Buddy Murphy, which I'm just like, oh, man, just bury this guy. <laughs> bury this guy six feet under. Like, unless they turn around and do Murphy versus Roman, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. So, Murphy gets the shit beat out of him, and then he, before Roman's about to finish him off, it reminded me of a Batman interrogation scene. He says it was Roman. It was Rowan. And he's like, with Daniel Bryan involved? He's like, I did not see Bryan. I only saw Rowan. Then Daniel Bryan and Rowan are watching this, and Daniel Bryan has this look in his face like, oh, fuck. Uh, but 
Overall, great segment here. Uh, SmackDown was decent, but I love the whole Roman Reigns storyline. I think this is fucking great. It reminds me of the old Stone Cold. That hopefully, we get a better payoff than Rakishi. <laughs> I did it for The Rock. Like I said, it would have been cool if it was like Taz or someone, but whatever. NXT Go Home Show to take over. Uh, Undisputed Era and Street Profits kick it off. Street Profits joined William Regal in the ring. Regal was about to introduce the Undisputed Era before the Dawkins interrupted. Street Profits then introduced O'Reilly and Mighty Fish as a tag team that's going to get their ass beat at TakeOver. I like the fire in fucking Montez Ford, by the way. He, he was on fire. Bobby Fish told the Street Profits they stand no chance of leaving with the NXT tag team titles. Fish added that they only are the better than the Street Profits and they're funnier as well. Ford Dawkins took off their sunglasses and said the Undisputed Era has possibly beaten every tag team in NXT history. Dawkins told Ford and O'Reilly that they are possibly the best tag team in NXT ever. Ford got fired up and shouted that losing isn't an option. I really liked how they were fucking motivated. I thought that was kind of cool. He shouted that the only option that they have for a win is Dawkins voted to beat their ass. Takeover crowd was chanting along. Street Profits and the Undisputed Era signed this contract to end the segment. Uh, Shane Thorne ended up fighting uh, Jacqueline Wild, which would be fucking uh, DJZ, fucking Zima Ion. I'm glad to see Shane Thorne on TV again. Again, he looks fucking great since the last time we saw him. Uh, Wild rolled up Thorne for a two count. Uh, he thought, and he told Shane that he has a lot more where that came from. Thorne battled back with a suplex, sent Wild to the corner. Uh, Wild connected with a power bomb on both superstars, crashed through the canvas. Thorne and Wild traded shots, and then he knocked Shane to the outside. He had a big suicide dive, got back in the ring. Thorne got in the ring at the last moment, rolled right in there, uh, followed up, throws him to the steel steps, back in the ring. Thorne hit a running knee to the face for the pinfall. One, two, three. I'm happy to see Shane Thorne doing something again. I really like Shane Thorne. I think he's a pretty good hand, and I feel like he could be something I'm given the chance. Killian Dane beat the shit out of Matt Riddle. Riddle was supposed to face Dane tonight, but the match never happened. Dane attacked Riddle again in the entrance. NXT officials ran down. Killian made it seem like he was going to walk away, but instead he could hit Riddle with a cannonball against the steel steps. That was nasty looking, by the way. Uh, basically, the majority of this whole week was setting up fucking um, the takeover matches. There's uh, Bray Zango, which is the Forgotten Sons, which is enough for next week. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Alright, though. NXT TakeOver Toronto, live from Canada itself. So, Street Profits versus Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish starts off. Uh, this match picked up a little slow, but it turned into a pretty fucking good match. Uh, get towards the end over here. Just a little stuff. Uh, Ford tags himself in for a double-team blockbuster on Kyle. Fish breaks up the pin attempt. All four men start brawling in the ring, and the ref loses control of this one. The Profits end up clearing the ring. Ford hits a suicide dive on both Bobby and Kyle. Back in the ring, Dawkins spears the shit out of Bobby and Kyle. Ford hits the frog splash on the win, and the Street Profits win it cleanly. Ugh, how so... So hurt, man. I really wanted this to be the night of the Undisputed Era because I feel like this was perfect. You know, Cole was saying how they're going to end up with gold. This is going to be the summer of the Undisputed Era. And I feel like they fucked up, man. I feel like like they're going up to the main roster anyway. Like, you might as well would have had the Undisputed Era just win the fucking titles. You know what I mean? Uh, 
But this is a great match. Uh, another spot that kind of scared me where fucking, I think it was um, Dawkins picked up Bobby and ended up throwing him on top of Kyle's head while uh, Kyle was uh, trying to tap out Ford. I thought that was fucking awesome. Uh, Ford was trying to act like The Rock the whole time. He was setting up for the people's elbow. And man, let me tell you, the crowd popped so hard and got so mad when fucking they stopped the people's elbow from happening. Ford made up with it though, hitting a fucking rock bottom. Got another great pop. That was cool. And um, my second favorite match of the night, it was almost my first, man. It was the match I had no hope for. Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. And let me tell you right now, man. Io Shirai is the perfect fucking package, man. Like, legit. I don't care if she can't talk. <laughs> like, she doesn't need to. When she, when she talks Japanese, it just sounds vicious. She's got the fucking look. She's got the theme. She's got the moveset. She's fucking great. She's just a, the, probably the greatest women's wrestler out right now. It's her and Charlotte and Tessa all fighting for number one. But I, I, gotta, I gotta give the nod to EO, man. But this was a great match. I am not the biggest fan of Candice LeRae. I find her very fucking boring. But she also is a great wrestler. I'm not gonna discredit her wrestling skills. But EO, you know, Candice LeRae is not for me. But EO and Candice had a fucking awesome fucking match. Like, this match was fantastic. Uh, EO and Candice briefly brawl before the match calls to open a bell. Candace dumps EO to the ringside early. Then on the apron on the way back, EO slams Candace on the apron. EO suplexes Candace on top of the announce table early. This is like the first minute into the match. Takes her back into the ring for more shit. EO follows up with an inverted pile driver, man, for a two count. Candace fights back with a furious strike. Hip a running hip attack in the corner. Candace follows it up with a vertical suplex for the two count. Fucking EO ends up going for the moonsault. Does not get the win. Fucking uh, Candace kicks out the moonsault. EO is beside herself. She loses her fucking mind. Then grabs her in this fucking uh, beautiful Koji clutch. It's like a modified version. <sighs> Candace is trying to fight out as much as she can. Then she locks it in even tighter. Candace taps out. EO Shirai wins. I was so fucking scared they were going to have Candace win. But Io Shirai is the fucking total package right now. Like, this woman needs that woman's title ASAP, dude. Love her ring gear, too. It was awesome. Matt Riddle storms the ring for a microphone looking for Killian Dane. He said he wants Dane to come out here and he's going to fight the shit out of him. I'm not surprised he didn't call out Goldberg. <laughs> we know how much Matt Riddle loves fucking Goldberg. So they brawl everywhere. These guys beat the crap out of each other. There's a little spot here where I saw it coming where one of the security guys is just standing there. And I'm just like, all right, this guy is probably an indie wrestler because he looks like he's standing there and he's waiting to get hit. But fucking, that's exactly what happens. Riddle gets on, Dane gets on Riddle for more punishment, but the security pulls him off. Dane beats on the security. Then Riddle gets on Dane's back with a sleeper hold. Dane slams Riddle through the LED board. Riddle jumps on... Killian's Dane again. They end up falling off the side of the stage through some tables, but they end up taking one of the fucking security guards with them. But this is a good little brawl. Again, I I give zero, zero fucks about Killian Dane. I'm going to tell you right now. But uh, uh, if, the, if, if Triple H sees something in this guy, I'll give him a chance. I absolutely see zero in Killian Dane. I'm telling you right fucking now, but... I'll take it. I'll take it. 
The match could definitely be good. Uh, Austin Theory sitting down ringside. He is not signed. Basically, they have an agreement where he can be used, but we already knew Austin Theory was going to get signed one day. This guy has WWE running through his fucking veins. Like This guy is a WWE wrestler, you can tell. Great promos, great physique, young as hell. Like, uh, Back to one of my other favorite matches. Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roddy Strong. Velveteen Dream fucking had the best entrance coming onto the Mounties theme song at Canada. And then, you know, switching to his theme with the fucking cheerleaders. That was awesome. So refreshing to see Pete Dunne back in NXT. And, god damn it, I really fucking run it. Roddy Strong to win this fucking match. Awesome spot by Roddy where he ended up getting both men in the fucking Boston Crab in a stronghold. That was awesome. Uh, Pete Dunne breaking fingers left and right. I thought that was cool too. Get to the end of it though. Dunne puts Dream in the Indian Deathlock and then stomps on him. Dunne misses a kick on Strong. Strong fires back with an elbow to the face. Uh, this was awesome when Strong put both of them in the rope and he just started fucking running and hitting both of them in the face with the elbow. I, I've seen him do this in Ring of Honor before, but it's fucking awesome. He just like starts going back and forth, back and forth, bam, 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 hitting them both with fucking elbows. That was awesome. Dunn Collin connects with a kick to the face. Dunn runs to the rope for another kick, but Strong ducks it. He puts Dunn in the Boston Crab. Dream breaks it up. Uh, Dream hits the DVD, uh, Dream Valley driver on Dunn. Strong gets back up in the ring, dumps Dream on the outside. Strong hits the fucking backbreaker on Dunn. Dream comes flying off at the top el- with an elbow on Strong to break up the pin. Dunn steals the pin. I mean, Dream steals the pin on Dunn for the three count. Great match, but I really fucking wish Roderick Strong could have won. Roddy was the fucking star of this match, man. You can't tell me otherwise. Like, Roddy deserves that shit, but... They're really pushing Dream with his North American title. It's kind of good to see, though. I'm okay with it. Biggest disappointment of TakeOver, Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler. I'm sorry, but I did not like this match. I rewatched it this morning, and I still don't like it. I thought this match was very boring. It had no heat. I like Mia Yim's entrance with the fucking gangsters. You know, she came out with the hood. I thought it was funny. did not like this match. I did not like this match, and... Shayna needs to drop this title, dude. Shayna needs to come up and fight Becky Lynch or whatever the fuck she's going to do. But Mia looks for an arm bar, but Shayna escapes. Shayna puts Mia in the choke. Mia briefly escapes, but Shayna has basically, Mia has been destroying Shayna's fucking arms so she can't put her in the choke. But she ends up putting the choke on with her legs, the cure for the clutch. I thought that was a cool finish, but ugh, this this is just whatever. Like, I don't I don't know what we were supposed to gain from this, but... Main event time, and I don't even know where the fuck to begin. This is not my favorite match of Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, but this match alone, to me, saved the takeover. Like, takeover was good, but this match catapulted it all the way to higher ground, I would say. But, uh, three stages of hell match, so... Where do we fucking begin? I love that they waited, like, 20, minute match, 20 minutes in the match... To give us the first deciding fall. And uh, it was so weird. You got Johnny and Cole wrestling for like 20 to fucking 15 minutes. Gargano grabs a steel chair and he's like, eh. And he just gets disqualified. He beats the crap out of Cole with a steel chair. It is one to zero. Second fall is now street fight rules. 
Our Gargano fights back, picks up Cole, hits a snake eyes on the steel chair in the corner. Gargano puts Cole in the Gargano escape. Cole taps out. It is now one to one. Third deciding fall. Cage match with weapons surrounding it. I thought this was fucking awesome. Fire extinguisher, kendo stick, steel chairs, fucking barbed wire, everything you can fucking think of. And this is where the match got a little... Uh, I'm, I'm trying not to be that guy. I really am, but... They kind of push the whole Johnny kicking out of everything thing a little too far, I think. So the whole time, three matches. Remember, these guys had three fucking matches, right? Cole is getting his knee worked in all three matches. He goes for the Panama Sunrise. The Canadian Destroyer can't hit it a couple times because his leg is busted. Tell me how we get three of those motherfuckers in the steel cage match. He hits one of them. He hits one from the top rope. He hits one from the top of the ladder. And Johnny kicks out of all of them. Last shot. Johnny kicks out. Fucking steel chair. Johnny kicks out. Table. Johnny kicks out. Everything. Johnny's kicked out. I feel like... Like Cole should have just won with the fucking Panama Sunrise off the fucking ladder. Like, come on. It's a fucking pile driver at the end of the day. Uh I, I'm not trying to shit on this match. I'm really not. The match was fucking fantastic. Doesn't compare to the last match they had. To me, the last match they had is the greatest fucking match between these guys. Hopefully, this ends the feud, but... I feel like we got kind of kooky towards the end. I feel like we, we relied too much on, Hey, I'm going to fucking throw a fucking piano at you and Johnny's going to kick out. Like, Come on. Uh, that's That's a little ridiculous, I think, but... I feel like the ending was at least cool because, like, it was cool because Gargano tries to get the barbed wire. He kicks pliers. He cuts barbed wire off the top, and he's trying to kill fucking Cole. They fight to the top. Gargano hits a flying... I mean, he hits... Yeah, Gargano ends up fucking hitting a pile driver, too. Fucking flying Canadian destroyer. Two count. I'm like, what the fuck? Gargano grabs barbed wire off the back. Uh, he's full fucking... Uh, brass knuckles, everything, Gargano takes the pliers, cuts off, cut the barbed wire, like I said, Cole comes up to the very top trying to escape Gargano, Gargano tries to use the barbed wire on Cole's forehead, but Cole grabs him and he throws himself off the top of the cage through two fucking tables, Cole barely gets his hand on him, one, two, three, Adam Cole, baby, retains, retains the title, after the match, the Undisputed Era helps Cole to their feet. Takeover goes off the air. Like I said, um, good takeover as always, but I feel for the first time, SummerSlam was a little bit better. I think SummerSlam actually was a little bit better. I don't know. I don't know if this is me, but I just feel like uh, Street Profits versus Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish was good, but fucking Undisputed Era should have won. You know? Eosh and Candice was a fucking sleeper hit. Like, legit, this match was it's almost my favorite match on this takeover. Like, I'm going to say it. I think Io Shirai and Candice was my favorite match on the takeover. It was that good. It was that fucking good. Love a Teen Dream, Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong. Fucking awesome match, of course. But I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this started off cool. Uh, Mia Yim and Shayna Baszler, I did not like. I'm sorry. I, I, I have No disrespect to both those girls, but I did not like that match at all. But I don't know. I, I, I just don't know how to feel about that main event. I feel like they just... They, there was at least five pile drivers hit, man. Like, Johnny hit one. Oh, my God. Like, I hate... Like, I don't know. It was cool for a little bit. But Johnny 
legit should not be kicking out of this. Like, at the end of the day, he's just Johnny Gargano. Like, I love Johnny Gargano. He's fucking awesome. He's one of the best wrestlers out right now. But, come on. Like, ugh, I don't know. Uh, great takeover, again. But, uh, it's just the, the main event was just weird. It, it, it just, like... After a little bit, of, I feel like it benefited from having way too. It, uh, it did not benefit from having way too much time, because like legit after the fucking four for fifth pile driver, I'm like, okay, how the hell is they gonna end this match? I like the ending of the match. I thought it was great, but I'm like, why couldn't he just end it with the Panama Sunrise off the ladder? That was perfect. That was fucking great. Like he fucking hit the Panama Sunrise off the ladder, but I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I don't know. But here it is, SummerSlam, my favorite WWE pay-per-view of all time. I love SummerSlam, it's my favorite. You know, people love WrestleMania, people love Royal Rumble, but SummerSlam is always it for me. SummerSlam always gives me some of my favorite matches, but... Kickoff show, we get... Uh, skip through, you know, a uh, little stuff here and there. But O'Neal Orkin versus Drew Gulak. Uh, decent match here, not bad, not bad. I felt like I was watching two clones fight each other. I'm a big fan of Gulak. I am a fucking Gulak, Mark. I'll tell you right now. I think Gulak should not be on 205 Live. This dude needs to be on SmackDown. Like, imagine Gulak versus fucking Daniel Bryan, man. Whew. But Gulak is fucking awesome. Oni's awesome, too. Oni's fucking great. I like him more as a tag team with um, Danny Burch, but... Excuse me. Uh, great match, though. Uh, Gulak pulls the ring apron... Ref goes to fix it. Gulak then uh, shots Lorcan in the throat. Hits the hit in the cyclone crash for the three. One, two, three. Gulak gets the gets the win. Uh, what I expected, I expected Gulak to retain. He just won the title, and this guy's worked hard to win that title and then be the main deal for 205 Live. So, good stuff here. Apollo Crews and a Buddy Murphy makes his... Debut on the fucking pre-show and uh match starts off hot. Match starts off. Buddy Murphy two seconds in the match. V trigger hits a big dive to the end. Uh get to the end of it. Murphy throws Cruz in the rain, but then before Murphy could get back in, Rowan comes out and he beats the shit out of Buddy Murphy saying, Keep my name out your mouth. And then you just hear the crowd chanting stitch and snitches get stitches. I thought it was awesome because I'm like, I was saying the same thing. The hey, he stitched, beat the shit out of him. So, good little stuff continues the story here. Uh, awesome little segment here. So, Elias comes out, Edge comes out of nowhere. Edge gets physical for the first time in I think five, six years. He hits Elias with a spear. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of cringed. I was kind of worried for him, but Edge looked to be good after hitting the spear because I always replay that video of him when he hits the spear and he grabs his neck and he's in pain. But that was really cool. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. This match was faster, ended faster than you can think. Peyton misses a kick. She connects with a backbreaker for two count. Peyton wastes time, throwing a temper tantrum. Alexa drops her with a big form. Twisted Bliss, one, two, three. Thank you, Iconics, for coming. For some reason, they got a rematch. I don't know how, because you know there are no rematches, but... Becky Lynch versus Natalia starts up the match. Uh... I'm I I don't know I just I'm not into Becky Lynch I really don't like Becky Lynch I think she's fucking so boring she comes out cuts the same promo every time I'm the man bah, 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 bah. and Natty hasn't been relevant for the last fucking like how many years but 
these girls put on a pretty good match. Uh, I got to give them credit. This match was not bad. Uh, I wish it could have gone a little longer. I feel like a submission match ended a little bit too quick. But Becky reaches the ropes, uh, reverses into disarmor, and Natalia taps out cleanly. That's it. Oh, here's a... So, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggy. We get the whole Goldberg entrance, man. My boy gets the pyro. He gets everything. He does even the smoke thing. Uh, I expected Dolph Ziggler to come out to like Shawn Michaels music or something, but it didn't happen. So before the match, Ziggler gets on the mic and cuts a promo. He says, legends come and go, but he's here to stay. Ziggler says, Goldberg is not known to show up, and everyone knows Goldberg fears Ziggler. Goldberg's music hits. Goldberg makes his entrance. The bell sounds, and it was awesome. Bell rings. Ziggler charges at him. Super kick. One, two, three. No, Goldberg kicks out. Goldberg gets back up. Another sweet chin music. One, two, three. Goldberg no sells that shit. He kicks out at fucking one. Goldberg gets up, spears the shit out of Dolph Ziggler. Jackhammer. One, two, three. Done. I uh, I, I loved it. I thought this was fucking great. I wish Ziggler. I know I'm gonna sound crazy. I wish Ziggler would have won. I really wish Ziggler could have fucking won. But we all know why he's here. But I loved how they reverse started the match with Ziggler going at him. Fucking Goldberg poses on the stage. Ziggler gets on the mic, calls Goldberg, and he's like, here, that's all you fucking got. I've been hit harder. You hit like a baby. Ziggler says Goldberg doesn't have the balls to come back in and fight him man to man. Goldberg walks down to the ring. Ziggler's still on the mat. Ziggler gets to his feet. Another spear. Goldberg heads to the back. Ziggler grabs the mic again and says anyone can get lucky twice. Ziggler says he knew Goldberg doesn't have the balls to face him. He calls him, hey, dipshit, come in here. <laughs> fucking Goldberg comes up, picks up Ziggler, gives him the nod of respect. Goldberg lies to this man, charges up the spear, and the like. Oh man, like I this is exactly how I picture Ziggler taking the Goldberg spear. The dude does a 450 splash while he gets hit with it. Fucking great, great segment. Made again. I am not a fan of Goldberg. Never have been. Never will be. But this was this is what the people wanted. Man, people lost their shit. To this, so I thought it was pretty great. I thought it was pretty great. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Um, this match was pretty decent. Uh, cool spot. Uh, best parts of the match was Ricochet coming out as Nightwing. Fucking looks sick as fuck that outfit, and he hit this fucking cool thing. So Anderson and Gallows are outside, and AJ's outside. He's using them for protection. Ricochet bounces off and starts walking on their shoulders. And hit the fucking hurricane on AJ. That was fucking cool. That was fucking cool. So, Ricochet fights out and puts AJ in the Anaconda Vice. AJ breaks free. AJ, but Ricochet puts him back down with a Northern Lights suplex. Ricochet hits another suplex for a two count. Gallus and Anderson try to get involved. Ricochet takes him out with a big suicide die. The fight out in the corner. Ricochet knocks AJ down. That goes for a four, corkscrew 450. AJ catches him and turns it into the Styles Clash. Awesome finish. Reminded me, he, it's pretty much the finish he did on Naito and fucking New Japan that time they fought. Fucking awesome. It was great. I'm happy AJ won. I'm happy AJ won with the Styles Clash. AJ needs to win more matches with the Styles Clash. After the match, Gals and Anderson get him up. Magic Killer dropped that man. Uh, Bailey versus Ember Moon. I'm going to tell you right now, this match bored me to death. Bailey reached her peak at NXT. I do not care about fucking Bailey at all. Ember Moon is fucking amazing and she's being robbed. 
She should have been champion a long time ago. She should have won this match, but no. Uh, Bailey gets up, gets to the turnbuckle, catches uh, Ember setting up for the Eclipse. Super Bailey to belly. Bailey wins the title. I mean, Bailey retains. Fucking stupid. This was dumb. Bailey should have lost. Like, they did a horrible job at building up Ember Moon. She felt like a dweeb going into the match, so she's going to lose like a dweeb. So, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. Uh, awesome to see Kevin Owens get a big, big, big reaction, but I'm not going to lie. I did not like this match. This match was kind of boring. Like, Shane and Kevin didn't do nothing special. Elias came out the usual fucking minion. You know, Elias seems to be the main minion now. I'm glad McIntyre's not involved in this shit no more. But Elias comes out. He's, you know, on the side. Owens picks up a chair, beats the shit out of Elias. The real ref is down. Owens grabs the chair, starts beating the shit out of Elias some more. Owens brings the chair back in the ring. The ref gets back in the ring. Shane hands and hands the chair over to him. The ref throws the chair to the ringside. While it's back in torn, Owens kicks the shit out of Shane in the dick. Falls it up with a starter. One, two, three. The right man won. The right man won. I'm happy Kevin Owens is making Shane kind of look like a bitch. It's exactly what we needed. Uh, this is where the pay-per-view started to pick up for me. Like, the first couple matches were kind of bleh. Like, you know, but now Charlotte versus Trish. And this match is fucking great. Like, exactly what I expected. This match is fucking great. Uh, cool little spot where Trish goes for a big hurricanrana, you know, on the corner. That was cool. Hits Stratisfaction perfectly. I always fear for Trish. I always feel like she's going to botch it. It's a very easy move to botch. Like, she has to fucking, you know, touch the rope and all that stuff. But uh, Trish gets um, Charlotte in the fucking uh, figure eight. That was cool. And she bended it back even more than Charlotte, which is crazy because they're both pretty fucking flexible. Like, you know, fucking Trish used to do that fucking Matrix shit all the time. Uh, Charlotte... Uh, roll. Uh, Trish rolls up Charlotte for a two count. Charlotte hits a big old boot. Uh, Trish connects with a kick on Charlotte for another two count check kick. Charlotte fights back, drops Trish, puts her in the figure four, then bridges it back to the figure eight, and she makes Trish tap out. And this was a good match. If Trish goes out on this match and never wrestles again, I'm okay with it. But Trish held her own, man. Like that's what I mean. Trish still feels like a star. Like this. This was a really good match. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Trash. This match was absolute trash. It was doing good. And then it just, it fucking went to a spiral. So, 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 let's get this started. Randy Orton is a fucking idiot. (laughs) So, Randy Orton and, you know, Kofi, they're having their match here and there. It's building up to the climax. You know, Randy Orton hits a superplex, all that stuff. Kofi Kingston goes for a big old fucking crossbody off the top rope. What does Randy do? Randy catches him in the RKO. And Randy just sits there and he starts laughing. Like, I'm not even joking. Randy drops this man with a fucking crazy looking RKO. He's just sitting there <laughs> laughing. I'm like, how is this a guy who's trying to win a world title? This was so fucking stupid. Kofi's family is on the side. Then he goes to finally pin Kofi, Booker T style. But Kofi rolls out. It legit takes Orton like two minutes to go pin Kofi. I'm like, this you're, you're so stupid. So Kofi rolls out, and then Kofi's family is over there. Apparently, the ref started counting, but this was such bullshit. Even the crowd chanting bullshit. So the ref is counting very slowly. Randy looks at Kofi's family and then gets disqualified, or there's a counter. I don't know what the fuck happened. This match 
went to a complete clusterfuck. Kofi freaked out, beat the living piss out of Randy Orton, hits him with a trouble in paradise. I have no idea what's going on. This was so fucking stupid. Orton should have just won the title, but I know they won't let that happen, but... This was so fucking stupid. But we get to my favorite thing. Shibata returning. And this is my favorite fucking thing. Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. He is wrestling as the Fiend. And uh, what a fucking entrance, man, dude. Bray gets a remix theme of his uh, fucking uh, awesome theme. It's done by Cord Orange, a great fucking band. He gets a fucking theme is on point. He comes out with the fucking evil coat on. He wrestles with the mask. He's got the dreads going. And the man has a lantern of his old self. It's his severed head with his eyes sewn in. Like, I looked at this and I was like, this is a fucking star. Like, this guy actually gave me fucking goosebumps, dude. Like, I have watched this entrance over 12 to 10 times. Like, that's how, like, crazy, like, this crowd chanted holy shit for, like, two minutes straight after seeing that entrance. Finn looked like, he was like, kill me. Like, I am fucked. But I can't, I can't even put this over enough. Like, everyone should go, this was, this was trending on fucking YouTube for almost 24 hours. Last time I checked, it was trending. It was number 14 on trending still. Like, that's how crazy this fucking shit was. So, Bray Wyatt is fucking, this guy is a star, if you don't fuck this up, Vince, if you don't fuck this up, you have a star for the rest of your life at this point, like, that's how much this shit got over, Bray is wrestling as the Fiend, his mask, it looks fucking awesome, Bray starts it off with a mandible call on Balor, then he stomps on him, Bray follows it up with a headbutt, some punches in the corner, Bray misses a shot in the corner, Bray sends, bends backwards, and stops Balor on his tracks, Bray follows it up with a big old clothesline, a couple more strikes, beating the shit out of Balor. He does the fucking classic fucking, like, crack your neck fucking fatality shit. Bray follows up with a version of the rock bottom, you know, modified Uranagi. Uh, Bray looks at his hands and he starts freaking out because he doesn't know what to do. He grabs Balor for Sister Abigail, but Balor escapes. Balor hits a sling blade, big old drop kick. Balor hits a big old knee. Then he goes to the top rope. Finn goes flying towards Bray. Bray catches him in the mandible claw. Make pins him with the claw. He he's doing the whole Vance Archer thing, which I like. Using the claw to get the pin. Fucking awesome thing. So when he wins the match, the lights go out. We hear Bray laughing. He goes to the ramp and they zoom in on this man, dude. They zoom in, and oh my god, like I can't even describe how fucking great this fucking debut was. Like this. Was a breath of fresh air, I'm telling you. Like, I'm like, I went to, uh, this is to tell you, I went to go buy Bray Wyatt's Yowie Wowie shirt. Sold out. It's completely sold out. That's to show you how much of a star this man is. That shirt was sitting there. Nobody cared. Then he debuted and that shit sold out overnight. Like, I, I, I have to wait on pre-order now to get my fucking Bray the Fiend shirt. It's crazy. But we get Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, and man, what a fucking great main event. This was a great match. This was one of my favorite matches all week. I thought this fucking match was fucking great. I love when Brock actually gets to wrestle. Like, I actually want to talk over this match. This match was actually really good. Brock Lesnar, universal title on the line. Paul Heyman's in Brock's corner. We got a, you know, special ring introduction. 
Brock starts it off by beating the shit out of Rollins in the corner for some punishment. Rollins fights back with a knee to the face. Brock locks in, you know, a couple German suplexes, but Seth keeps landing on his feet. It's a curb stomp real quick. Seth covers for the two count. Brock kicks out. Brock rolls out ringside. Seth hits a flying knee off the apron to Brock. Brock is back in. Brock fights back. Big F5. Brock grabs Rollins by his taped ribs and starts fucking spinning him around like a child. Like it's crazy. He hits German suplexes, but he doesn't let go. You know, Benoit style. He, uh, the fight spills out outside. Brock hits a German suplex on the floor. Steph starts fighting back. Back in the ring, Rollins is the big knee to the face. Rollins goes to the top row for another one, but Brock sidesteps that shit. Big German suplex on Rollins. Brock looks for the spear in the corner, but sidesteps. Brock crashes into the ring post. Rollins dumps Brock outside, follows up with a suicide dive. Rollins bops back in, another suicide dive, a third suicide dive. By this time, Brock catches him and fucking slams him to the ring post. That was sick, man. Seth comes back with a super kick. Uh, he puts Brock on the announce table. Seth goes to the top row. Frog splash through the announce table. Back in the ring, Rollins hits another big frog splash, RVD style for the two count. Rollins looks for the super kick, but Brock blocks. Looks for the F5. Seth escapes it. Seth with a gigantic super kick. Another super kick. Falls up with the curve stomp. One, two, three. Seth Rollins wins. The Universal Champion. He beats Brock fair and square. And this was a great match. This was an 18-minute match. It was fucking great. I love when Brock gets to go out there and actually wrestle. Because, dude, like I say, they, they no, ain't nobody touching Brock when he, he can actually wrestle, dude. Like People think it's just him going out there and just suplexing people. Like, nah. This guy does what he's told to do. I'm telling you right now. But uh, I actually enjoyed SummerSlam. Like I said, it started off kind of stupid. Uh, Oni, Larkin, Oni Larkin and Gulak was cool. Apollo and Buddy Murphy was cool. Uh, did not care about the women's tag team match at all. Uh, Becky Lynch and Natalia was a decent match, but I don't care about either of them, so it doesn't appeal to me. Goldberg versus Ziggler was fucking awesome. I thought this shit was great. AJ and Ricochet, solid as always. AJ winning with a big old reversal at the end was cool. Uh, Ricochet coming out as Nightwing it was cool. Uh, Bailey versus Ember Moon, trash. Wrong winner. Shane Man versus Kevin Owens, low-key trash. I didn't enjoy it at all, but Kevin Owens got the win. That's all that matters. Charlotte versus Trish, awesome surprise. Great match. <coughs> uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randy, trash. Ending, completely horrible. Worst, oh, trash. Bray Wyatt, this guy is going to be the next big thing. Like, Brock Lesnar style, this guy's going to be the next big thing. He needs to be undefeated for at least a year. I'm telling you right now, don't let no one beat this man for at least a fucking year. Maybe two years. I'm being that serious, too. Dude, this man has a mystique. He should come out rarely. He should not be fighting on Raw all the time. This guy needs to be special. You got something big with this dude. Brock Lesnar versus Seth, awesome fucking match. But that's that's pretty much it. This is a fucking long Long list of shit I had to talk about. But G1, you know, awesome. Glad uh, I'm glad it's over, but sad it's over. Uh, and uh, SummerSlam, here we go. Uh, not the greatest SummerSlam ever, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed SummerSlam. TakeOver main event was good slash weird. But shit, that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Um, you know, listen to the podcast on Spotify. I post up clips on YouTube. You use K92 for everything. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Hit me up on there. Uh, that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Go watch wrestling. 
definitely go watch New Japan and peace out, everybody.